The coronavirus pandemic is here and we'll help guide you through it. The news about COVID-19 is changing daily. Keeping up to date each morning with developments, this podcast will give you our latest news and some ideas of what to expect moving forward. Daily at herald-review.com. Good morning, this is Annalisa Trofmuck, a government reporter with the Herald and Review. Thanks so much for joining us today. We have a couple of Decatur area updates to discuss, but really most of what we will talk about today are regional developments. I also have the latest state and local case numbers for you. Before we get started, just a reminder that reporting mentioned today can be found in the print editions of the Herald and Review and online at herald-review.com. If you don't subscribe already, please consider one of our subscription options, which allows us to keep reporting important news in our community. Okay, so let's get started. For Decatur area news, city leaders on Monday extended an emergency declaration and sought other ways to provide relief to residents affected by the spread of COVID-19 as the county's number of confirmed cases crossed into double digits, but we will get more into the making county numbers later. The council meeting last night was kind of weird because of social distancing rules members and city staff were trying to maintain. They had the live stream on their website, which I watched from my couch, and only the mayor, city manager, city clerk, and a few other staff members were actually in the council chambers at the Decatur Civic Center. The rest of the council dialed in through video chat. The emergency declaration announced by Mayor Julie Moore-Wolf on March 23rd was only in effect through the April 6th council meeting. The order allows the city to suspend or change regulatory ordinances such as utility payments and code enforcement, determine whether and what public buildings will be open, when and to whom, and determine essential government functions and identify employees or contractors needed to perform those functions. Council members also discussed a list of suggested measures compiled by City Manager Scott Wrighton to help as the pandemic causes temporary business closures, pay cuts and furloughs, and other issues that hurt residents financially. And I plan to do a follow-up on this story for more information, so stay tuned, but you can read this article which gives more details about what is in the works. Reporter Valerie Wells wrote a story about curbside veterinary care in Decatur. Even during a stay-at-home order, animals might require routine or emergency veterinary care. Veterinarians are considered an essential service under Governor Pritzker's stay-at-home order, said Dr. Larry Baker of Northgate Pet Clinic, and to be as safe as possible, his staff cleans the clinic several times a day with a disinfectant. They wipe down everything they might have touched, including doorknobs. They also offer curbside service with people waiting outside while a staff member goes out to the car to get the animal and bring it inside. Occasionally, an animal is too unruly for that to work, and in those cases, the owner has to come in too, but those are rare exceptions. Brush College Animal Hospital makes exceptions if euthanasia is required to allow people to be with their animals for that while still practicing social distancing said Dr. Jared Hunter, co-owner of Brush College Animal Hospital with Dr. Jennifer Owen. In state news, editor Chris Coates reports the Illinois Department of Public Health on Monday announced 1,006 new cases of coronavirus disease in the state, including 33 additional deaths. Uh, Chris includes a list of each of the 
some details of the residents who are in each of these counties that had deaths, but the counties include Cook County, DeKalb County, Lake, and Will counties. Jefferson and Wabash counties are reporting cases for the first time Monday. Statewide, there are 12,262 cases, including 307 deaths in 73 counties. Ages range from younger than 1 to older than 100. Okay, so moving right along into regional news, three residents of the Park Glen apartment complex have tested positive for COVID-19, officials said Monday. This is the second apartment complex in Taylorville to have residents test positive for coronavirus. A statement released by the Christian Montgomery County Emergency Management Agency said Monday afternoon that the number of cases in Christian County was up to 23, including three deaths. The agency said residents at the Parkland apartment complex who tested positive had shown symptoms of the disease. The Illinois Department of Public Health recommended the facility be placed on quarantine. Residents would be allowed to leave the facility with masks to uh, medical appointments with physicians and for emergency services. Masks have been delivered to each resident. The facility was placed under quarantine with no visitors allowed. More information can be found in the article and I will include below and it can also be found at herald-review.com. A man in his 30s has been identified as the second confirmed case of coronavirus in Moultrie County. The county's health department reports the man is quarantined at home. Health officials are in the process of contacting and verifying all of his close contacts, officials said in a news release. The announcement comes almost a week after the first case, a woman in her 30s, was reported. To date, 24 Moultrie County residents have been tested for COVID-19. Of those tests, 21 tests were negative for coronavirus and one is still pending, the release stated. A 67-year-old woman is the first confirmed case of COVID-19 in Shelby County, health officials said Monday. The Shelby County Health Department said the woman is currently isolating at a secondary residence in Sangamon County. Health Department officials are working to identify all close contacts with this individual. The county's emergency management agency said in a statement, However, they believe the exposure risk of the public to be low. And speaking of Shelby County, county board members plan to have their monthly meeting outside because they are concerned of putting too many people in close proximity and did not want to spread the virus. The meeting will be at 9 a.m. Wednesday in the pavilion just north of 9th Street Beach at Lake Shelbyville. Those who attend are encouraged to bring their own lawn chair. Okay, and our last update for the day is with Macon County. Macon County health officials say two more residents have tested positive for COVID-19, bringing the county's total to 10. One patient is a woman in her 30s who is isolated at her home. The second patient is a woman in her 50s who is in isolation at Decatur Memorial Hospital, officials said. State and local public health officials are not releasing details, identifying information about patients, including their city of residence, workplace, for privacy reasons. The Macon County Health Department has said it is working to identify and notify people who may have had contact with the patients. As of Monday afternoon, 74 people have been tested in Macon County. There have been eight positive results and 58 negative results, and eight tests are pending. So that concludes today's podcast. Again, you can find all of those articles online at herald-review.com. Our paywall is dropped, so they are free to read. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy your day. See you tomorrow.